You are listening to Prickly and Blooming. And now, your hostess, Jesse Browning. All right, all right, all right. Hello and welcome to the last episode of season four, all my friends. Hi. As previously done in the last three seasons, or I guess I didn't do it this first season because <laughs> I couldn't go back a season on that. What I like to do at the last episode of a season is to go back and revisit with some guests from the previous season. So we have three guests we're going to hear from today. We have Angie, Jenea, and Rachel. And they all had an episode in season three, which was earlier this year. And I like to sit down and just be like, hey, what's new? What's going on? Um, have you had a baby? Did you launch a business? Did, you know, you uh, create a game? Did you, <laughs> uh, I'm blanking. I'm not feeling creative right now. I'm going to stop. <laughs> just a check in. It's just a fun way to round out this season and um, peek back at people we've already met and say hi again. This has been an amazing season. I started off with just some regular episodes and then about a month in, I said we were going to focus on Texas women. And then we had the wild ride of the podcast one launchpad one contest, which was such an amazing experience and it was invigorating. And then also, okay, I'm kind of sad when it was over. Because it was like, well, where'd all that excitement go? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think other people have, like training for a marathon, the marathon's open over, sorry, and you're like, Well, okay, now what? <laughs> right? Is this a common thing? I think it's a common thing. So and then we've settled in to finish out this season with um amazing stories from the women of Texas that we've had Okay, let me go back. I have like right here this list of Texas women. So the Texas women, we started with my friend Leslie. And um, then we went to Chelsea and Chelsea. <laughs> we had two Chelsea's, one with an A, one without an A. Uh, Kim, Sterry. Oh, and then we took a moment where I visited with Amanda about this whole new focus. We met Buck and then we had Kim, our uh, Shark Tank alum, uh, Maria, Karen Walrond. And so if you are um, a fan of um, this little known woman named Brene Brown, yeah, I've heard of her, have a couple of her books, you know, she seems to be uh, doing, doing something that's pretty popular. <laughs> her friend Karen was, um, the Karen that we had on. And then a couple weeks after we had her on, she was on Brené Brown's show. I'm just, just letting you know that we talked to her first here on Prickly and Blooming. So we had Karen, um, and then Kenna and, oh, I replayed Jess's episode because she needed to be part of the inaugural Texas women, you know, Jess Norman. I talk about it all the time and I talk to it all the time. Um, and then we had Jody, the esthetician and Diana and Laura. It's been a wonderful. I'm looking at all their photos on our website, um, which is pricklingblooming.com. You can check it out. There's episode lists there. You could look at, listen right on there, or you can go click on the link at the top of the page and, you know, hit it, hit it up on Apple, uh, podcast, which is a very common listening app. There's another one called Spotify. I think you've heard of that too. What else? What else we need to wrap up about season four? We need to wrap up that, um, you know, we did not win the podcast one contest. I just, I didn't mention that. Um, a true crime show called uh, Knock Knock One. I can't wait to have some time to maybe listen because I believe from what I read, the host of the show, um, his family, there was a murder in his family and he was, was going back to investigate that. And that's what started the show. I do believe. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what the premise is. And so I'm going to go check that out. I am working on changes for next season again. Not like changes, just reformats. So remember, as part of the podcast one contest, I got an interview with Barbara Schroeder, who is a podcaster, and she's just been in the media industry for a long time. And she gave me some hot tips after listening to my show. And so I'm going to go back now that I have time, I have to like clear, clear out this season, you know, clear my head, go back and listen to her episode. And I'm going to restructure some things, just restructure. I love that. So are you a person that likes to reorganize your furniture? Not so but rearrange. That's what I'm looking for. Rearrange your furniture. I love that. <laughs> so I'm just going to rearrange the furniture for next season. Okay. 
<laughs> we're just going to like move the chair so we get a little more light in or, you know, just those kinds of things. <laughs> okay. So this week we're going to be talking to women who are not from Texas because that's, we weren't focused on the women of Texas last season. So if it's a little confusing, you're like, wait, th- why are we talking about not Texas stuff? Because the last season. So, so there's that. So Angie lives in California. I live in Texas. Um, Angie, is a divorced mom. Her story, you know, was woven between her personal life and her professional life. And I loved the thing that always stuck out about Angie's episode was she was like, I don't know. And that's the end. <laughs> there's no ending to my story. And I was just like, that's the perfect ending to the episode. But there's, you know, cause that's so true. And I don't expect anybody's um, life to be like, and bow, you know, tie it up in a bow and we're done. She's like, I'm still evolving. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. So there's Angie and Janaea, who we met when she talked about um, her her personal story, of, of which was was very lined up with mine of, of sexual assault. Kind of was her turning point to reevaluate her life, and she had um, a traumatic childhood that she went back and unpacked, and she's now moving forward, um, helping people do their own work, and. Janaea was actually um, one of two kind of, um, what would you say, like subconscious healers? I don't know. Um, elevation coaches, like people who work in the like subconscious work <laughs> that I've spoken to on the show. Um, and I, I will say, I didn't want to talk about this when I um, spoke with Janaea because I didn't want it to be about us. I wanted the check-in to be about her. But I'll say now is that I worked with her this year. Um, I found that through my therapeutic work, the most um, movement I felt was doing EMDR, which is like subconscious level trauma processing. So I worked with Janaea this year after I met her with her first episode and we, you know, had finished our work by the time we did the check-in and we ended up talking for like an hour. Of course I didn't record an hour of it last week, but I highly recommend that sort of work. If you, I was just stuck in talk therapy, you know, and, um, wanted to try a different avenue. And, uh, I realized cause I'm a talker that I needed um, a process that wasn't talking and that was more, um, digging into my subconscious of why I think and feel and do all these things. Okay, so there's that. And then we are checking in with Rachel Bider, who um, has quickly become a uh, business... That's what I'm looking for. You know, when you, like, have a question, you need to ask somebody who has a little more, you know, depth of knowledge than you have, or slightly different. They have, like, more varied this way, and you're more to this way. You're more up, and they're more... Down, I don't mean up and down, but north and south in your skill set. And I'll be like, Rachel, when you, you know, this, this, and that, and the other, uh, how did you do that? Or do you think this is more priority? And then she'll be like, um, I can't remember the last time I had time alone. I'm like, get some time alone. You know, that's <laughs> like mom. So we have like mom and business, business, um, check-ins, which I love that crossover of like business and moms and that space in the middle. There we are. Okay. So that's who we're checking in with this week. And um, we're going to wrap up season four. And when we come back in January, we're two years into this. And yeah, I don't know what to say about it right now. <laughs> we're just going to finish this episode. We're just going to do it. We're just going to wrap it up. We're going to say goodbye and enjoy your December. Uh, I really think it was wise of me to set up the schedule that I take a June and December off because you kind of like refresh your palate. Does that make sense? I've got to stop working on the show for a minute to be able to like work on the show. Does that make sense? (laughs) I've got to stop making the show to be able to work on the show. So um, peace be with you, my friends. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. All right, I will see you all in January, and please enjoy our lovely check-ins with our old friends this week. Okay, thanks, friends. All right, I have Janaea now to check in with me. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I'm going to say we've been chatting for 30 minutes, though, before I was like, <laughs> oh, we can hit record. Uh,
I know I could keep going forever. I know. I'm trying to think. I think we talked back in February or March, right? I don't even remember, honestly. I think so. I think so. I think it was around then. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of when the season was. So I know it was earlier this year. But yeah, early this what year. What has, I mean, what has been coming into your world? What has left your world? What's new? What's exciting? How's your business? All the things. All the things, all the things. Um, I have continued to grow and expand. I mm-hmm. keep stepping into learning more. And mm-hmm. it's funny, the story that we talked about, I did some a storytelling process course with Ooh. a woman, and I acted out that story. Oh, your childhood? Of the one with the the relationship that I was, Mm -hmm. like, reliving my childhood through. Yep. Uh, Okay. I'm going to be... Well, by the time this goes live, you it will be up on my website and my my cool. story page. You can look at that in a full acted out version, which was very healing and very powerful. Love that. And yeah, just continuing to grow and expand. I am moving into adding seminars to my repertoire. Um, Ooh, are you hosting them or participating in them? Hosting them. Very I'm going cool. to start the self-worth one in February. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that one on a regular basis, and those will lead into other ones dealing with emotions and finding your life path and um, learning how to heal yourself. All of the stuff that I bring my clients through, obviously not quite as deep as we do the one-on-one work, right? <laughs> um, but being able to support and feed into helping more people, helping more people expand their lives and elevate their Mm -hmm. lives. You know, not Mm -hmm. everybody is ready to jump in and dive deep into the one-on-one work, but they still want to start to get the healing, Mm -hmm. healing the triggers, healing the emotions, making their life easier. I mean, that's really what it's all about for me is making people's lives easier. I love this. So this is like a new way instead of um, just having to work with you one-on-one, not like a group setting, but more of just like individual, you could attend these seminars instead. Yeah. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm shooting for in-person. So you'll got, you'll need to come to New York for them. Um, All depending of course on what Mm -hmm. the protocols are, but the, First self-worth one will be in February. The next mm-hmm. one, which will be on emotions, will be in May. So I'm hoping that we can do them all in person. Mm-hmm. There's just a power mm-hmm. of in person, especially when you're doing a group of people. One-on-one over Zoom is incredibly powerful because you're right there. Yep. You're connected with the one. But as I think everybody during COVID has been on Zoom classes and mm-hmm. group things where mm-hmm. half the people have their video off, they're not really paying yeah, everyone's attention. everyone's over the video they're, now. Yeah. <laughs> so there is something that's just much more powerful about in-person. So provided yeah. that well, the protocols are in place, also, yeah. we'll be Two things I want to know about, yeah, what it's like in New York right now, but I also just want to speak that for a I have a monthly staff meeting every month that I've had this year, and we just did a mini meeting over Zoom just to, like, update kids, I'm not, sorry, update our staff last week, and it's so weird, This the so because I have this group, so I haven't, like, I, I have an in-person business, you know, right. I have a brick-and-mortar business, but I have this group, and we meet every month, and we work together every day, but it was so weird being on Zoom with everybody, it was so not the same, so what I'm saying is I completely get it, Yeah. and then I want to know what it's like in New York now, because um, I'm sure we talked about it previously in your other episode, um, but now, like, what's it like in New York right now, because at New York, was like an epicenter of this, you know, pandemic for a hot second. What's life like there now? Life is, I mean, to go inside, to eat inside, you have to show your vaccination card. Um, Uh That is a mandate. We -hmm. still have outdoor dining, which you do not need to show your vaccination card. So there is, for the people that are choosing not to be vaccinated, there is still Mm -hmm. that possibility Um, It's interesting with the whole 
vax versus not vax thing, you know, there's a lot of controversy. A lot of people have feelings about it. Mm -hmm. And I think on some levels, it's a little different in a city like New York because we have so many people and we're stacked on top of each other. And because of that nature of New York City, there that mindset about what is good for the whole is more Mm -hmm. prevalent than what is necessarily good for the individual. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, of course, see both sides and feel for people on both sides. And um, yet I feel for the people having to make the decisions in a Mm -hmm. place like New York where Mm -hmm. the actions of one really affect a lot more people because we Mm -hmm. are stacked on top of each other my building is a small building and we have 16 apartments and i think 25 people living in one building Mm -hmm. and this is a Mm -hmm. small building Mm -hmm. so the um you know the actions of one definitely affect more Mm -hmm. greatly when they're that's more greatly the others when we're stacked Mm -hmm. like that is daily life starting to feel kind of regular Mm. And that, that's a loose term. I know, right? right? I feel like... <laughs> or does it feel? Does it still feel like, where, what is going on? Are we in this weird time, you know? You know, it's subsided? interesting because I have always been such an adaptable person because mm-hmm. of my crazy mm-hmm. childhood. It's like mm-hmm. pivot, shift, adapt. Mm-hmm. And so it it feels for me it feels relatively normal i still get to see Mm -hmm. my friends when i choose and you know i'm digging into really big things so i don't have a lot of space to be running around doing all the socializing things that that, you know i might have done before i was building a business so For me and writing a book. So all of those Mm -hmm. things have kept me Mm -hmm. inside, in my own space, working on my own things. So I'm probably Mm -hmm. not the best person to really (laughs) say, hey, what's New York really like compared to how it was? Because, you know, I've been pulling in and working on my stuff to expand Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. stuff, um, which has been a blessing for me. Yeah. It's yeah. a good time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> good time for it to be like, I'm going to stay home and focus <laughs> right. for a little while. <laughs> Everybody is. <laughs> I know. That's okay. meant different things <laughs> to everyone, and, right? <laughs> and here we are almost two years later. I'm like, oh, we're I taking know. this even bigger. Let me be able mm-hmm. to support and expand mm-hmm. and help heal more people. And, yeah. um, yep. you know, if maybe life was as busy and chaotic as it was before in the outside world, maybe I would not have been able to birth all of that mm-hmm. yet. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm very grateful for this space and time where everything's been a little slower. And I think a lot of people have gotten more clear on what's important to them and yep. been able mm-hmm. to take steps into that, even, even when they feel uncomfortable and scary. Yeah. Can you tell us what what book are you writing? Are you writing a personal storybook? I you am. Know, your, your life story? Okay, that's it. If you, I was, yeah. if you want to talk about it, you don't have to. Yeah, no, I basically am. It's, yeah, it, it's going to be called How a Broken Girl Became Magic. And cool. it's the story of how I healed all of my crazy stuff. And bringing, you know, because I did all of the things and mm-hmm. some of them worked, some of them didn't. A lot of them were alternative healing methods. I did mm-hmm. 10 years of therapy, and yes, I gained greater understanding, but it didn't solve any of my problems mm-hmm. um, for me. That was how mm-hmm. my experience of it. So I started dipping into all of the things in order to heal Find myself and feel better. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things worked. And some of them didn't. 
and some of the things you got to choose what you were working on mm-hmm. and other things you just left it up to God or the universe or mm-hmm. whatever might be there. Um, and, you know, of course, as you know, I dug into studying the things that really worked and the things that we could choose and direct what we're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was the big stuff. But being able to show people a really interesting, deep path of healing, expose people to different kinds of healing, um, give people my feedback and my takeaways from each. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people are getting interested in alternative things other than therapy, looking to Mm -hmm. heal their traumas. And I think across the board, people are starting to accept that they have had some trauma and that Mm -hmm. and I think people are starting to know that it's possible to shift out of that and I Mm -hmm. think that in the past the mindset was that well this is just the way I am what happened right yeah this this happened to me and this is just the way I am there's nothing I can do about it so giving we don't talk about the past right giving people (laughs) a path or at least Mm -hmm an open door to be able Mm -hmm. to explore and start to understand some of those things. And if something resonates for them, maybe they'll be able to start their own path of healing. And I think that's important. I think uh, Mm -hmm. the more we all heal and elevate our lives, the greater everything around us is. Mm -hmm. It ripples out. Yep. All right. Yeah. That's a perfect spot to leave it. Beautiful. All right. Lovely. Thank Thank you. you. I have Angie with me now. Hi, Angie. Hi, Jesse. Hi. So let's remind everyone a little bit of your story. We talked... um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it was earlier this year. Whenever spring, spring, you're you're you have a good memory. I'm like it's been a blur for me this year. Give some reminders of who you are and a little bit of your story. <laughs> who I am? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, from what I recall, I made it very clear. I live in the area that catches on fire every summer. Yes. In California. Did um, it this summer? Was it, it did not. <gasps> it did not. I know. There's a wind. There's a wind. I know. Um, a lot of areas in California did. So I don't want to celebrate. Yes. Too yes. hard. I'm yes. sorry to yeah. all of you folks. This year, our area did okay. I, it, we were on pins and needles a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a massive part of my identity uh, in general, but I feel like it's a way for people to understand geographically where I am. You I talked about your family life. You yeah, talked I talked about a, a divorce. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I talked about uh, mm-hmm. identifying myself uh, as a marketer uh, mm-hmm. because that's how I make money, but mm-hmm. my identity is mm-hmm. maybe not centered in that. Um, this is yeah. a completely important question. You didn't have bangs before, did you? Oh, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> you got yeah. COVID, COVID bangs. Uh, yeah, actually, I keep telling people it was either Botox or bangs. Mm-hmm. What was the final deci- decision? Oh, I, well, just bangs are way cheaper. And, right. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I realized later I kind of am uh, channeling Betty Page. I didn't yes. really intend to. But... Uh, a lot of people really like it, so I'll stick yeah. with it. It was just, um, it was a moment. I was actually interviewing for a job, and I decided uh-huh. to um, freshen to up just, your look. Yes. Well, I needed to feel uh-huh. powerful, so I just like snip, yep. and there it worked. It yep. was really, it 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 helps too. So um, we'll stick with them for a while. I get a lot of compliments from strangers. That's interesting. Yeah, that yeah. Like, yeah, some, somebody came up to me and was like, oh, my God, usually I'm not a blunt bangs guy, but today, like, the blunt bangs and you and wow. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love I, it. I, I also feel that sometimes it's important, like, you know, how animals will display that they're poisonous by yes. showing a bright color, mm-hmm. that blunt bangs should alert people to the blunt personality. Yeah. 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 That I'm well, not as, playing games. As someone who hair doesn't fall, 
mm-hmm. like blunt bangs. Mm-hmm. Always envious. Like, do you know how many times I've tried? When I was a little girl, I did. Mm-hmm. Like, when mm-hmm. I was a girl in the 80s, I had the... But then when I hit puberty, my hair got, like, this kind of body to it. They don't sit flat. They do a swoop. They, yeah. you know... Uh, it just uh, always envious of the blunt bangs. I well, will try, but I haven't tried. In, pro in tip here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I straighten them daily. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I actually straighten them daily and I use the scissors every day to make sure that however they're falling uh. that day, I'm like snip snap. And then, you know, they look how I want them to. I feel like I've leveled up in the style department in that way. I was about to say like mad props. Yeah. I have, no, I won't cut my hair. I won't cut oh. my kids' hair, and I won't cut my... Yeah, I have a, a weird, like, fear. No, I think hair. that's okay, and your kids yeah. probably thank you, because if yeah. you're not feeling it, you uh-huh. should not pick up scissors. Nope, nope yep. I've never... So I had a child, our oldest child, who will be 14, like, next week. Right, I mean, it was March of 2020, and they had, like, extended spring break, and I knew, I was like, this is not ending anytime soon. And I was like, they had mentioned wanting to shave their head, and I was like, if you want to shave your head, now is a real opportune time to shave your head. You will not be in school for a long time. Not that I'm saying you can't show, like, the middle school your shaved head, but... It now has marked, you know, a COVID of watching their hair grow back out, and they're so glad they did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that story. I know. It makes me I wish know. I had done it. I know. I have Missed photos. opportunity. Yeah, we have photos of, like, out in the yard with all of us just like, woo! You know, things were real wild in March 2020. You know? uh, like I said, you know, I, yeah. I, we won't talk about it. No. I, we yeah. just, we try not to speak of these things. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I think that there should be exceptions made for joyful moments like shaving mm-hmm. one's like head. Like that? Isn't yeah, that? but for other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually had an experience recently where... Uh, on um, the day that I dropped my kid off, and then there was a mountain lion spotted less than a few blocks from her school. Mm-hmm. I also got a call about that she had a COVID, a close contact with a COVID positive case. Mm-hmm. And I was like, which one's actually more dangerous? Like, yeah, <laughs> mountain lion or COVID? And that I have to deal with both pieces of information simultaneously does not bode well for mm-hmm. 2022. Like, right. it's, it, 2020 was quite a while ago, and my future ain't looking so bright here in California. We're still Ugh. pretty pretty intense about COVID. Mm. Yeah. So tell me, I'm like, this was a perfect segue, though. Good job. Like, what has changed for you this year? Um, since, you know, now we're on the, the far end of 2021. Yeah. Um, did you get that job that you got the bangs for? Uh, I did. Uh, the bangs uh-huh. got it for me, actually. Yes, they did. Yeah. But I've been on for three months mm-hmm. and it isn't working. Um, so the way that I have come to settle with it mm-hmm. is uh, I'm really glad because um, unemployment was how I got to take care of my kids through mm-hmm. the worst of the COVID shutdowns. Mm-hmm. Just as a reminder for people who weren't in California, California, or at least our county and those around us, uh, shut down schools all the way through until August, September of this year. So Mm -hmm. uh, for me, working wasn't really an option with three Mm -hmm. kids and Mm -hmm. um, the house. It's not like there's, it's a junior, senior and a freshman. No, you got little ones. Yeah. I have a three-year-old and my Mm -hmm. oldest is 12. Um, So, so I was thankfully laid off. I suppose that's the nicest way to put it and uh, was on unemployment. And then unemployment was uh, set to end around, I think, September. And I picked up the job in August. And I was really excited, actually, for this role because uh, I saw it as this cool opportunity to be doing marketing again in a local setting. Previously, I was doing uh, international and coffee roasters and Mm -hmm. doing specialty coffee. And that was really fun. But uh, with this role, I came back in my own county and I rediscovered my uh, network because obviously I'm a talker and I network very easily. So I'm reconnecting with all of these people and it's going really great, except the chemistry within the company is not really working. Um, And uh, I find that I wear heels a lot more often because the owner of the company is not a tall man. And I feel like maybe he just needs to have a blunt, tall person <laughs> telling him the things that need to be said. So uh, currently, Betty I'm... Page needs to show up. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck! 
<laughs> but um, I'm currently looking. I'm on the second round of an interview with a startup in Silicon Valley, which uh, they found me. And um, I've had several other recruiters call recently. And I, um, I'm using the income that I have from the job I don't love. Uh, and I hired a resume writer and career coach. So I'm cool. in a good space, though cool. it's not necessarily a really safe one. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like I'm hanging 10 on the front of the board and I'm just like surfing this gnarly like mm-hmm. wave that is gonna crash behind me but you know it might also turn out really well so um and I've just been telling myself ah, I think that means I'm doing it right mm-hmm. because you know I'm I'm making choices for what's best for me and yeah it yep. feels gnarly but it's me speaking my mind, standing in my own power and making choices that are right for myself and my family. I'd so much rather fight for that than than be choosing something that's kind of halfway or halfway mm-hmm. aligned with Half my values. measures mm-hmm. from a uh... Breaking Bad. My husband, I always remember that mic. He took no half measures. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. So, but I'm not looking into manufacturing meth in case you were wondering. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yep. So how, um, how has it been? Like forget whether, whether the job is like, you know, where you're going to land forever. Right. How is it? Are you going to work? Or are you working from home? Hey, let me just clarify that. Mm, I actually have this really great uh-huh. gray area because my okay, kids keep both. getting... Oh, keep right. Getting... You stay home for COVID. Right. <laughs> I was about to say, for so long, you were home. What was it yeah. like? To, yeah. Like You were able to leave the house is what I'm getting at, right? I was. I was able oh. to leave the house and it was really great. Except, I mean, it was actually pretty quickly after I started the job where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's uncomfortable. It was just mm-hmm. this cultural misalignment mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, well... Well, I'll work from home a little more. Oh, I <laughs> oh love it. my kid has to be home on quarantine oh. right now. So I'm working from home. And I can tell they're like really tired of it. I'm like, well, I mean, you're like, tell me about it. I'm tired of it too, but you know, still doing all of what I'm supposed to do. Right. Um, I just, you know, I, it's actually kind of nice to have permission to be half ass about something because mm-hmm. I'm not that person. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't just you know half tilt into things i really do i'm one who leans in Mm, mm. Uh, (laughs) um but i in this case because it's like hey i think i told my husband i'm gonna ride this horse till it's dead and i think it's such a horrible horrible way of putting it but i'm like i i can go half ass i can do the work that satisfies me and um ignore the pot shots or ignore the negativity and just be like well i don't need to fight those battles and i can save my energy for other things so like is that new is that a new skill for you i would say for anybody who doesn't have three children at three Mm -hmm. schools and an Mm -hmm. ex-husband who's getting married next march and you know a current Mm -hmm. husband who's not really my husband Mm -hmm. but who you know we live together and whoever doesn't also have to work full-time and stuff Mm -hmm. like that there's power in having no margins there's power in, um, and I was telling this to my single friends who don't have children, mm-hmm. like, I I don't have the, the time or the energy to split hairs about, you know, why is yep. this person acting this way? And, oh, they're treating me so badly. It's right. just like, I don't have time, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. I, I don't put my energy here. And mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a certain amount of freedom and power in that that I didn't access before I had no fucking patience. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. And COVID was a contributor. And I, yeah. I do think that it, it's uh, unearthed superpowers in a lot of, yeah. especially women. I do, yep. I do know dads who are you know killing it yeah yeah and who are showing up and um i'm really fortunate to have several in my circle but women especially i think got hit really hard because we tend to be those who are the caregivers caregivers at home um so yeah it's new uh, to answer your question in the longest possible way um but not so new that I wasn't doing it before. I just think I'm doing it with more emphasis, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. fuck yous. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no fucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I certainly, yeah. And I don't know that I would have, 
uh, stuck with a job. Like I had to really coach myself to not just walk. Um, and you know, instead be like, it's actually more of an insult to keep being paid the salary and being paid and not deliver excellence, which for me is, is below my threshold for life. Like I, I don't not Do that. Don't operate deliver. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's a little bit difficult. I'm going against my principles in one regard and yet really digging in on others. So it's new, I think, to have to switch yeah. those things. But uh, there are people who don't deserve my excellence. Mm-hmm. So now that I've identified them, it's pretty simple to... Right. Like, well, well, yep. You can have average. That's yep. great. Because most of the rest of the planet functions that way, so yeah. I can I can certainly do it to keep my family fed while I find a better role. Yep, oh, I love it. Mm. Cool. Well, I I'd say that's a great spot to leave it at our little catch up. I love it. <laughs> I love. You figured out like how to give less fucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a big takeaway. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Is it less or fewer fucks? I just like. Hmm. Yeah, I I like the alliteration of fewer fucks. Fewer fucks. Yeah, I get yeah. fewer fucks. Okay, I do, and yeah. and that's it. Feels good, and I think the yeah. bangs is an expression thereof. Like I agree. Mm, mm. And I agree. certainly, I'll put on some heels and say it louder if that's what's necessary. Heels <laughs> so. for louder for the people in the back. Ah. <laughs> yeah, as if you couldn't already see me in the first place. Um, I'm about six feet tall without heels. I love it. So, so yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a tall girl too. I'm five eight. Yeah, yeah. You know, did I? Re- okay, I'm sorry. I know you're trying to end, but my little sister. We always told her that she was short, um, because she's five eight. <laughs> So did she have a complex that she's short? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she had to That's learn tall. in her adulthood yeah. that no, Which honey, like, you're, wait you're a actually second. tall. Five yeah. four is the average woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's really had to like, uh, it's taken her a while to adapt mm-hmm. to the not the giants. Yeah. yeah I, she's okay. She's, yeah. she's fine. I think she's getting through it, but yeah. But <laughs> You built resilience in her. <laughs> yeah, I. That's why I did it. Honestly, yes, just really, really felt just, like she needed those lessons yeah. for her future yeah. self. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, thanks for Angie. the opportunity to come on and update you on. I don't know on the life. The, yeah, on the life, SmackDown. That's it. That's it. I know. Twenty twenty one. The SmackDown. <laughs> <sighs> for real, I just saw that image in my head. Thank you. Yeah, twenty twenty one. The SmackDown. It's yep. when Angie came back down. Oh, I love it. There we yeah. go. Boom. Yep. <laughs> That's All right. It. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, and thanks. we'll catch up again sometime soon, I hope. Sounds good. Oh, my gosh. Good morning, Rachel. Hi. Here we are. Good morning. Good morning. It's so lovely to see your bright face. It's so good to see you, too. It's so nice to talk to you today. Yeah, every month I should send you be like, oh, we need to record a follow-up <laughs> just to get you to record. <laughs> just to visit with you, I mean, you know, see your face. So what is new? Because I know, because we know each other kind of outside of podcasting, um, I know you got new stuff going on. Yeah, so, okay, remind me, the last time we spoke, I was in Virginia. Uh-huh. I hadn't, yep. I didn't know my plan yet, probably. Nope. You um, had, you know, you had gone from four to two shops. Um, it was COVID. It was, um, you were like, I'm, I'm a mom all of a sudden in like a suburban, you know, kind of neighborhood and, and I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. The last time we spoke. Yep. <laughs> that was, that was 498 days of living in Virginia. Not that I was counting. <laughs> uh, it's the longest I've ever been in, away from New York city since I moved here in 2001. I love that. 20 years ago. And <laughs> Um, and I, I'm not going to lie when I was in Virginia, I sort of lost my mind a little bit. I was going, I was spinning my wheels. It, you know, where you, you just, if you feel like you don't belong, it's like that feeling in high school. Like for me, at least I, I just felt like, Oh, I don't, these aren't really my people, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah. never felt like I belonged in Michigan until I moved to New York city. And then I was surrounded by all my weirdos and all my ambitious people and all the arty folks. And I was like, yeah, these are my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And when I was living in Virginia, I loved, it was so pretty, it was so quiet, it was very peaceful, it was, it was great, the baby, the baby enjoyed it, but I was so alienated and miserable and just not myself, I didn't feel myself. And so we moved back, to, we you know, gave up our multi-thousand square foot, five, you know, four bedroom with a gigantic <laughs> kitchen house, oh, oh, and we oh. came home to our tea two bedroom apartment that we had sublet finally and in uh, in August when we moved home um, we're just starting to adjust to what does it look like to live in a quarter of the space and we're having so much fun the baby loves it here he would never sit calmly in his stroller in Virginia he was always like bored here there's so much to see and there's so much to do and you know, uh, it's it's just been a joy being back. And before we got back, I started looking on uh, online to see if there were other spaces because I figured, you know, for my business, I lost two of my four locations, and I figured yeah. if I lost my space, probably other people did too. Yeah. And yeah. I was right, and I found a <laughs> phenomenal space in Union Square, which is 14th Street between Fifth and Sixth, and it was a former acupuncture clinic. They moved out of state, and they left four perfectly good treatment rooms. Uh, it's actually five when we use one of them for a, an office space, but like perfectly good, you know, already built out, has the HVAC, the air conditioner already in, and it's a, a, the quality that I would have chosen. All we had to do is paint and hang some lights and move right in. So it was the least expensive build out we've ever done. And typically Union Square rent would be insanely expensive. Manhattan rent compared to Brooklyn. There's a reason I've never been there before. Um, But because we saw lots of other spaces in the building that were also vacant, we figured we had pretty good bargaining power. And boy, was I right. So we got a huge deal on it. We signed the lease, moved right in. It's been profitable since day one. And uh, I'm trying to just now rinse and repeat without overtaxing my team because I don't want them to be freaked out. I think the pace of every six months, you know, a couple of these a year is the right pace. So we've found another space uh, and fingers crossed we're working on that lease. So hopefully we'll have some news on that too. Yeah. You are just boom. Look at you right back in your city, in your flow, doing it. It's, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by my people. I feel the energy of the city. It excites me. It motivates me. Um, and I feel so much more myself here. You know, I, I just wasn't really feeling myself. And I think part of that was like postpartum depression and anxiety and hormones. Yep. And part, I was say, motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And, and part yep. of it was just being in a place where I didn't feel I could really be the fullest right. expression of myself in a day-to-day basis. Uh, I didn't feel very independent there. I don't really drive, and so like that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, but just to be able to like pop out my front door and go to my coffee shop where they know my order and see ten people I know in the street, um, you know, it's just I love being I love being in New York City. I love it. Yeah. So I'm so glad to be back. Yeah. It really um, dovetailed. I know that you did not do it on purpose, but like having a baby you went on like a full maternity leave like you took yourself out of the location and out of your blood like you fully dove into that Mm -hmm. and um it's kind of like I think in hindsight you'd be like that was kind of a good time to do that like the whole world was like what are we doing shutting down you know everything Mm -hmm. was like put it was like putting a lid on everything right so it was kind of a you went on like a little sabbatical. Sort right? of. I wish I had enjoyed it though, because here's the no, thing: like, yeah, yeah. I think if it were if it were planned and intentional, and I yeah. and I had my like every single thing that made me feel comfortable and secure, mm-hmm. except my marriage, thankfully. But every sing, every single thing besides that, gone. my apartment was like up in the air. My business from 13 years was up in the air. Like my identity, my body, yep. like all the things that made me yep. feel myself were just like not recognizable to me at the time. And so while it would have been amazing to have a few months off where I felt secure, like the not knowing if my business was going to end and having all those heavy decisions to make, and then my operations manager, who's supposed to be managing everything, her going to South Carolina and never coming back, um, yeah. that also threw a little bit of a wrench in it because it was like, yep. wait, the one person I'm depending on just like fucked off or, you know, just left basically, yeah. you know, um, that was not a great feeling. And yeah. You know, it, it was, I can't say it wasn't a productive time. Like, I wrote a book during that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I threw myself into the things that made me feel myself. But, yeah, it would have been, in retrospect, I feel like I need a sabbatical from that sabbatical because it, <laughs> wasn't, uh, it wasn't so intentional. And now I'm doing something kind of interesting. I've changed a little bit about the way that I'm approaching things. So the business, because everyone's super stressed, the business has been crushing it. 
it's been the most profitable it's ever been. We have no debt um, except the uh, EIDL that we have to pay back, the disaster loan. And it's just been massively profitable. And I'm starting to think about things differently. Instead of building out these expensive spaces, I'm starting to think about finding spaces that don't require a build out and operating a little more you know, intentionally. And also, I sort of reorganized, I read a book called The Map of Desire. I think that's what it's called, The Map of Desire. Danielle Laporte, excuse me if I got that wrong. Um, but basically, what she talks about is rather than creating external goals, the purpose of a goal is to make you feel a certain way when you accomplish it, right? But in, instead of creating external goals, what if you thought about the, the ways you want to feel and then structured your day? Sorry, you hear my dog in the background throwing his bone around. And then if you structured your day around, okay, if my goal is to feel a certain way, what can I do? What can I plan for myself that makes me accomplish that on a day-to-day basis or on a weekly basis? And so one of my goals, for example, is I really want to feel more confident. You know, I have this whole postpartum thing going on. I know it's been 19 months, but like things aren't where I left them, you know, and they're probably never going to be. They're they're never going to be. There'll be a new normal. So like, what is it that makes me feel confident? And it's silly, but it's like, okay, I know from on an inside perspective, working out makes me feel confident. So can I structure some gym time for myself? And then, um, this is another thing, but like having time to shower and dry my hair, Makes Uh me feel more confident. When my hair is dried and I didn't just throw it in a ponytail, although it's going to end up there by the end of the day anyways, but when I get to dry that hair and it looks nice, like, I feel a little bit more myself, you know? And um, and also, like, when I have pants that fit and look cute, you know, which now that we're all emerging from post-COVID and we're not in our sweats every day, um, I realize none of my jeans fit from, you know, pre-pregnancy. So, like... Go into our little thrift beacon's closet and yep. buying myself some some cute jeans yep. that actually fit. So it, you know, I just want to pause right there. <laughs> go buy the new jeans. Go thrift the new jeans. Don't hold on to the ones in your closet of like they're they're just gonna haunt you. Oh yeah, You're not I, gonna, I yeah, there was I a phenomenal there's a phenomenal thrift store that I love, a consignment store in Virginia, and I it was like 48 items later got rid of my all my beautiful lovely staples that I'd had for ages, you know, because yep. it was the same size for like 20 years. Um, yep. So yeah, those those are all long gone. Good. Who needs ball gowns at this point, anyways? Nope. Exactly. So you know, so that's those are all out of my closet. I've Marie Kondoed that. But also, like, I just was thinking about, you know, if one of my goals is to feel more loved, that means I actually have to schedule calls with my friends and my family and time hanging with my friends and, like, time on dates with my husband. And so I've been, I've been trying to arrange my week in ways that make me feel the feelings I'm trying to feel. And I'm trying to set my goals with a little bit more soul, if that makes sense, like, with a little bit more feeling. So, like more micro less macro it sounds like to me yeah right? like yeah like let's not worry about the big stuff if the little day-to-day it, it makes you feel fucking miserable yeah right? and and you know like i'm trying to relax into part you know for me i i have a phenomenal passive income from my business which is amazing and i had been focusing so hard on my consulting practice during covid to diversify just in case my little engine that could stopped running which for five right. months it did you know, and I had zero income from that. And so I thought, you know, if I can just blow up my consulting practice, I will have that diversified income. And then what happened is they both happen. And so my consulting practice is slammed. I don't have availability until mid-December at this point. So I I decided I'm going to stop taking new clients, which for now I've paused on that. Um, I've picked up a client that is a retainer, a monthly retainer client, which is really exciting, which is like a much bigger project than I'm used to. Um, And I'm sort of like, pulling one lever, slowing down and speeding up in my personal level, which I didn't really have an opportunity to do in Virginia, weirdly, you know? Yep. No, I will say that like looking back now, all like all the small business owners probably had the same experience that you and I and my husband did. It's like we had all this time, but we were all slightly paralyzed with fear. Yeah. I mean, it's not slightly. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I was yeah. terrified. I was <laughs> yeah, like, no, see, yeah, I couldn't slightly sleep was an, that night. Yeah. 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 And it was like, oh my gosh, like this thing I spent 13 years building, what if it all goes away overnight? Like. Mm-hmm. What if all these people who've depended on me for income are now screwed? And like, what if mm-hmm. there were so many what ifs? Um, what if I couldn't get my team back together? What if my industry, massage as an industry, could have collapsed? Like, mm-hmm. if they didn't find ways to make us 
more safe. Like if we didn't iterate and find ways to make our treatment rooms more safe and we didn't know when a vaccine would happen, like we had no idea. It could have been another year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, my, I am a person driven by anxiety and fear. And let me tell you that brain was like, Oh, Oh, cause it actually, there was a real life. It wasn't just imagined. Yeah. You, will. you know what I mean? It was like, there's real life huge problem going on oh my gosh yeah it was universal yeah yeah Yeah. I mean and then honestly I feel like I I don't know enough people like you and I but then you know then this year you're like full steam ahead and so we like we didn't really have any time to like stabilize between 2020 and 2021 has been like one extreme to the next and I think you're living that same thing and what are we fucking doing I know it's true I mean the irony of like everyone being so stressed and stuck in their houses is that our business is slammed now massage is like through the roof and it's it's a relief to me because I knew I was like if I don't try I'm gonna regret it and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I persevered and stuck with it and tried um because I think so many times like that could have been the universe being like you know, this is your time. That's so it. Just like bow, be a mom. Out, that's okay. And and that's okay for a lot of people. For me, I would have gone crazy. Like I'm, I love the hell out of my kid. Um, but I need work for sanity. I do. Yep. I, it's so yep. much of my identity and it's so important to me. And, um, you know, and I think it's, it's hard to parse like what's postpartum anxiety versus what's like COVID, you yeah, know, or, or just generalized anxiety, generalized anxiety right? or small business <laughs> yeah. ownership. And, and yeah. I think, um, focusing now it's, you know, I'm saying like, I'm focusing hard on my mental health and also like my personal health, but you know, at the same time, my business is still growing and flourishing and I'm still looking at these leases and looking at these spaces and like planning the future. So weirdly, everything's moving forward. You know, to my surprise, I had for a long time, I had my screensaver on my phone, the the lock screen. It would say, what if everything turns out way better than you could ever imagine? Because my brain is like, what if it all falls apart? Falls oh, apart. No. <laughs> what if it's worse? Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, what if everything turns out way better than you could have ever imagined? And it's like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes that actually happens. I love that that was the message you needed uh, to have on your phone. Mine is, um, you'll be fine, graffiti um, mm-hmm. from Marfa. Somebody graffitied, and I love it. Just yeah. in bright turquoise says, you'll be fine. It's necessary sometimes. You need the reminder because yeah, your brain, I, my, my therapist says, the brain train will say all kinds of things. Your brain train yep. will just leave the station with all sorts of messages. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, cool. Rachel, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming in and being a light and sharing yourself. Absolutely. I I adore getting to visit with you. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear all these other catch-ups. I I want to hear what everyone's up to. I know. I love that. This is my favorite uh, time of the season. What's so... Yeah. Yeah. The the end, the finale. All right. Awesome. Thank Thank you you so much. Yeah. So that's a wrap. We've heard from Jenea. We've heard from... Angie and we've heard from Rachel and I think you all are wonderful. I think you're doing a great job and I'll repeat what I said earlier of happy Thanksgiving, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, happy new year, all the things, all those things, all those merry, jolly end of year things I send to you and I look forward to connecting with you all again in January. Okay. Bye friends. Bye.